Yankees and the Hamptons. Yeah. They book us, won't book us. I'm book up. T. Washington, George Hill for 20. Think about it. That's 2,000 pennies. The back of black light. The cross of going to Wendy's for four. It's 6 o'clock. It's time for the happy hour here on MutinyRadio.fm and .sf. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. We have a very, very, very small list today uh, <laughs> with a visiting comic from D.C. and Josh Katsky's on his way, and I'm here, and that's uh, that's it. Not sure what's going on or where all the comedians in San Francisco are hanging out, but it certainly isn't Mutiny Radio tonight. <laughs> that's for sure. So it'll be a short one, but... You know, we'll see if we can make it funny. Uh, I will go up to the stage and burn some time while we wait for those people to come back that wanted to watch the show. <laughs> so we've got two people and no comics. So, all right, here we go. Yay. Hey, how you doing, Hannah? Good, so good, yeah. Oh, comedy. Um, I could probably, anyways, whatever. Hi, this is great. Uh, on my way here, I saw a dead body, so that's fantastic. Yeah, in the Tenderloin, they opened a tent and flies flew out and they said, oh, there's a dead one. And it was so flippant, I thought, wow, <laughs> there's gotta be some funny in here somewhere. Uh, but alas, no, just dead people on the street. Fanta, I love San Francisco. Is that, how much poop have you stepped in, Hannah? No, that's a question. You, you've been walking on the streets here in San Francisco, stepped in any poop? There you go. But you're very brave by wearing sandals in this city. You could, uh, your foot could get stabbed by a needle. It could be... Yeah, I know. Fentanyl's everywhere. You could, can you imagine? Don't wear flip-flops. You could die of fentanyl in San Francisco. Uh, yeah, other things affecting my life right now. I'm going through menopause, which is, uh, the word says it all, right? Men no longer pause on me. But uh, one little known fact about menopause, if you don't birth a baby, your vagina actually gets tighter. Yeah. So I feel like a 14-year-old girl on the inside, and now I also have the vagina of a 14-year-old girl, which is not fun. Uh, I tried to take a guy home from the bar the other night because I was very lonely. I'm so lonely I masturbate to podcasts. But I brought a guy home and tried three separate times. Jumped on, jumped off, tried too, too big. And I said, Jesus, your dick is huge. And he said, six inches is pretty standard. And I was like, ooh, perspective. Uh, so it, it's a problem. It, nothing, nothing fits. So I'm really looking for some small-dicked dudes with shiny cars. This is the time. I want to, yeah, I want to start a dating website. Um, www.smalldickcomeatme.bro. Is there a dot .bro yet? I think that we should set that up. A dot .bro. Yeah, that'll be a good one. Uh, I've been propositioned for sex multiple times on the street here in the city. And it's so funny because men want to pay me to have sex, but they don't actually want to talk to me or get to know me, which means that I'm hot, but I have a terrible personality. <laughs> so I think that's where I am right now. Bitter and sad and hating San Francisco very, very much. 
it's okay. This city sucks. I'm moving. Uh, no, really. It's, uh, I've been here for 16 years, and I'm just watching it get progressively worse. Um, have you had to pay $17 for a hamburger yet with no fries? Yeah. $17 hamburgers. It's, uh, it makes no sense. It makes no sense. That's, that's San Francisco. Uh, I'm going to be moving to Greece. And the problem is that I don't speak Greek. But that's great because I could actually find a boyfriend. Uh, and it, well, it'll work out because he won't understand me for at least four years. So it'll take a while for him to hate me like everyone else. Yeah, that's because he won't understand me. So that'll be fantastic. I'm trying to burn time until those people come back so you can actually have an audience. I hope they come back. They said 10 minutes and, and they're not back. But that's okay. They'll be back. Uh, I just turned 49 last week. Yeah, I know. I don't look 49. I'm a Monet. I look really good from far away. And then you get up close and you're like, dots, slashes, what is holding this image together? Ketamine. That's what I like. I like to do ketamine. That's how I know um, that I still got it when I go to a party and guys offer me uh, drugs. So that's, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm still cute. Uh, little pro tip, if you've been doing cocaine for more than 24 hours, you don't eat your boogers, you smoke them. Learning pro tips here at Mutiny Radio. We'll at least wait for Josh to come in. Josh Katsky. Yeah, he'll be on his way. What else can I tell you about myself? I'm a feminist. Yeah. It's, it's hard, though. The, the language, the patriarchy is in the language. It's all right there. Um, I'm a feet male or a per son. You know, we're with men. <laughs> we're all people. And I know it's not spelled like that, but boys have a peephole and girls have a hoo-ha. So I have to call myself a feminist because it's the only word without the word men in it. It's, it's actually spelled with an I, like I am a feminist. There is no men in feminism. It is, the, but the language, is, it's all right there. When we become wit men, we menstruate. Ha, 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 ha. It's the one thing they can literally never do and they put their name all over it. And they think it's gross. Menstruate. And then when you have sex for the first time, you break your... Hi, men. Hi, men. Hi. I can have sex with all of you now. Hi, men. The patriarchy is real. I told you about menopause. The one prefix they give us, the one prefix, we get herpes. That's what we get. Herpes. That's it. I have been trying to lower my carbon footprint. And uh, so when I sit on the potty, sometimes I'll use the same teepee to wipe my nose and then my tushy. But then my question is, can I give my butthole herpes? Dermatologist says yes. Herpes simplex one and simplex two, same herpes, just location, location, location. Don't live in the tenderloin. <laughs> it's, 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 uh, I think that we should rebrand catcalling. Because the tenderloin, uh, a gentleman yelled at me from across the street. He said, You've been living a long time to look 22. That's a compliment. I think that we should rebrand it, call it cat complimenting. Yeah. Uh, there was a gentleman in a supine position, and he looked up and said, you look radiant. That's a compliment. Yeah. 
guys under 30, the only compliment they can give you is, uh, I see you. <laughs> oh, you're affirming my corporeal existence. Ah! Or uh, how about this one? Have you heard? You're a real one. It's not a compliment. Those are just words. These kids. Um, I try not to wear skirts in the tenderloin. I get a lot of unwanted attention. And a gentleman sauntered up to me and he said, hey, I like your skirt. Can I get under there and get a sniff? Oh. Oh, now we're catcalling. That is so gross. That's so gross. Why would he want to smell that dude's jizz? So gross. That's on, that's, that's on him. Ideally, it's on me, but again, so lonely. So lonely. Can't, uh, it's because I've never internet dated. I've never had a dating profile, ever. Not, and that makes me a unicorn. But that's, I can't, that's why, how do I, how do you meet people these days without the fucking internet? Ah, so I try to meet him in the wild, you know? And I was outside of a bar smoking, looking for hot guys. And a fire truck rolled up. And out of it spilled 10 gorgeous men in costume. One of them had an axe. <laughs> and they ran up into a building to save someone from an opiate overdose. And they came right back down because that person was clearly dead. And it is San Francisco. It's just, you know. And so I, I felt brave and I, I waved at a fireman. And he waved back, whoa. I gave him a little shoulder and a little wiggle. And he rang the bell, ring-a-ding. We were vibing. But I'm so stupid. I didn't take down the number of the truck. How am I ever going to find this gorgeous fireman again? So I do have a plan. I'm going to go back to the same bar on the same day at the same time. And I'm going to pay a questionably housed man 20 bucks to start a garbage can fire. And then, woo, 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 woo. See, that's my personal version of Tinder. <laughs> Thank you, Hannah. She likes wordplay. People don't like wordplay in this city, and I don't understand it. I think that they say, oh, wordplay is the lowest form of comedy. I think it's actually the highest form of comedy. Those people are just too dumb to get it. <laughs> Makes them feel dumb. They don't like it. Knock, knock. Jesus. I know. Did that guy exist or what? I'm glad we're on the same page. Jesus who? Why can't Californians have guns? Because they're always triggered. They're just words. Just words. I'm not going to hear a lot of words tonight. <laughs> it's, uh, but some, some are usually important. Some might be oof, political. I think words are witchcraft. I think they're magic. That's why we call it spelling. Ah! Spe see, I got, I got all the... I got all the wordplay. Have you, you've been in San Francisco how long? Uh, I've been Tuesday. So uh, have you seen how many billions of food trucks we have? A fair bit. Exactly. You can get like a Filipino burrito for $14. It has fries in it. I don't know why, but it's fantastic. So I walked up to one of these brightly painted vehicles and it was a bookmobile. Uh, right? So I, I ordered a steaming hot cup of Kafka. <laughs> and when it arrived, it was a banana. And I was a giant bug. And I looked out the window and I saw melting clocks and burning giraffes. And I was like, da-da, da-da. <laughs> but it was surrealism. It's a totally different movement. You're literary. That's amazing. Do my Virginia Woolf joke. Uh, <laughs> right. Uh, it's, it's funny 
witches in the 1500s, 1600s, they were just women that didn't want to live in town with a man. They just wanted to live, you know, who, who are the worst roommates? And children. They want to live without men, without children. So they live out in the woods. They like to bake cookies. Hey, Josh. Good. Josh made it. All they wanted was a room of one's own. Uh, they weren't witches. Okay, well, here we go. There were two people that came in and they were like, oh, when's the show start? What's going on? And then they said, we'll be back in 10 minutes, but they're not here. Um, okay, well, we've got two comics tonight, everybody. How exciting. Yeah, who wants to go first? Hannah, you've been chilling here all day. Let's get you up first. All the way from Washington, D.C. Slap your meat paws together, everybody. For Hannah. Let me see if I can remember your last name. Piper. Yay! Good evening, San Francisco. How are we doing? Woo! Hell yeah, hell yeah. I'm traveling all the way from D.C. I'm here for the Lesbian Suit Tech Conference. It's super fun. Love your city. A uh, couple of things are different from D.C. One big one is like the, the dress code's different here. Um, I saw a guy the other day who was walking around with nothing but Crocs, a ball cap, and a golden cock sleeve. Um, and no one I know in D.C. would be caught dead wearing Crocs. <laughs> um, let's see. A couple things about me. I got a new tattoo recently, this one right here. Um, thank you, thank you. I love it. Uh, something you've probably heard said about tattoos before is that it's super important that whatever you get has like a deep personal meaning because it's going to be on your body forever. Um, the corollary to that that you may not have heard is that it's also super important that that deep personal meaning is something you can explain to a total stranger in two sentences or less because that's all you have before they get totally bored. Like uh, this one, it's from a video game. and It doesn't matter what I say now because you stopped listening after a video game and just found me under nerd, which fair. Um, no, I think tattoos are really sexy, right? Like really empowering. Tattoos, piercings, it's like taking your body, customizing it, making it your own. I used to think that I had like a bit of a kink for it. Um, it turns out it's not a kink, I'm just trans. Yeah, less I want gauge earrings, more I want to grow my own tips. And hey, I did. So yay me. Yeah, woo! Um, let's see. Cis women give men a lot of shit for not being able to find the clit. And I got to say, I think they're being a little hard on them because, like, I get it. I've been looking for mine for 28 years and still haven't found it. <sighs> I got a new phone recently. I uh, made the switch from iPhone to Android, got myself a Pixel. Uh, great phone, love it. Just one small problem, which is that, like, right after I got it, they announced the new model year, right? And it's got all these cool new features. I'm just sitting there, I'm like, damn, I wish I'd waited. That buyer's remorse. We've all been there, right? It's why, as a trans person, I'm nervous about bottom surgery. Because I feel like I've been part of the dick ecosystem for so long. And, like, all, you know, I've got all these dick accessories built up, and they're going to be totally worthless overnight. Uh, I'm going to have to start all over with all, like, new pussy accessories. I don't have a portmanteau for that yet, so we're really at square one. Um, and I know, I know, all my friends who've made the switch are like, no, no, it's going to be great. You're going to love it. You're going to be so happy. I'm like, yeah. But I think I still might wait a little bit because I hear that next year's mods are finally getting Bluetooth. <laughs> All right, I think that's, uh, is that my time? Are we... Oh, cool. Yeah, sure. All right, let's see. I've got more time to kill. I can tell another joke. Y'all want to hear about uh, 
the story of you want to hear the story of me getting on hormone therapy the story of me doing fertility preservation yeah let's do fertility preservation that's a fun one i haven't told this in a minute so it might be a little bit rusty um no worries let's see so you know trans people we go through hormone therapy uh often not always it makes you infertile and that can be irreversible so if you want kids i might you got to do some fertility preservation and um you know i just gotta say just from square one this is a super uncomfortable process because you start looking at all the websites and they're all you know super masculine they're like hey dude you're gonna be a dad someday nothing more manly than planning for your future pregnancies and it's like oh boy <laughs> Still out, maybe. I mean, it's super like it really sets off my dysphoria. Sorry, sorry, that's a trans keyword. Um, dysphoria. If you're not familiar with it, um, it's like this this bad feeling I get when I feel like my body doesn't match my existence. How to explain this to you guys? Um, oh, I sit to pee in porta potties because my dysphoria feels worse than sitting on a porta potty toilet, and we all know how bad that is. No one wants to do that. That's better than dysphoria. Um, yeah, so I'm like looking through all these services and they're all like, mm, super, super not fun to look at. But I finally pick one. And I'm like, all right. I call them up and I'm just like, hey, um, you know, I'm interested in uh, fertility preservation. And the, you know, the one's like, well, how, you know, how many would you like to freeze? <laughs> I'm like, uh, what? <laughs> What, what do you mean, how many? He's like, well, there's a lot of options. You know, how many kids do you want to have? You want to use in vitro fertilization or the turkey-based method? Do you want to have, you know, are you going to have uh, this with a partner or someone that you're sexually intimate with? And I'm like, whoa, slow down. I'm 25 and I haven't, like, now I have to have the, my entire, I just found it was a girl, like, two weeks ago. Now I have to do my entire life for the family plan on the phone with a total stranger. Whew. But I did it. I figured out the answers. I figured out how much to freeze. And, like, we moved on to the next step. This is the fun part, sort of. <laughs> so the way this works, because I'm, you know, I'm a millennial, so the only scary to me in this entire conversation is the concept of uh, doing it with a company that wasn't founded on the internet. So of course, they're an internet company, so they are going to ship me a package with a cup uh, and a return shipping label. I'm going to um, produce a sample and then return that sample to them via the, you know, via the, the return shipping uh, label. The um, problem with this, the catch to all of this, is that those uh, samples degrade rather quickly. Yeah, um, so the thing is that like, you have to line up so that you're producing a sample as close as possible, the shipping pickup deadline. So for me, that was like, 4 p.m., which means here I am at work. I'm not out yet. I haven't told anyone yet. Thankfully, this is during the pandemic. So I'm like at home. But I'm just like, put a, a note on my calendar to set uh, busy. <laughs> Off I go and I go to my room and do what I need to do. And it's fine. I got to do this a couple of times. One of them, I, I start hearing a little bit of a noise in the other room. Like the do-do-do-do-do-do. I'm like, oh no, who is calling me on Teams? Not now, Thomas, I do not know. Because have you ever tried to finish with the team's phone call sound in the background? It is not a pleasant experience. <laughs> um, but I got it done, and I got that package out to the mail by 4 p.m. <laughs> All right. 
y'all want to hear another one? You want to hear the one about hormone therapy? All right, let's do it. Let's do hormone therapy. So I went to a doctor. You know, I said, hey, I just finished fertility preservation. That's all taken care of. I want to get on hormone therapy. He said, great. You know, let's, you know, talk you through this. A uh, couple of things we got to get over, go over. We got to do this informed consent thing. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. I've done some research. Well, I'm, I'm prepared. I'm ready for this. Lay it on me, doc. And he's like, there's three things we got to talk about. Um, first, you may be coming for it. I said, don't worry, doc. I, like I said, for some of the suckers, we're all taken care of. He's like, great. You're good on that one. I still have to tell you. Second, you may be, you may be uh, develop erectile dysfunction. And I'm like, doc, the only dysfunction that I got anything down there to get erect in the first place. Hit me something harder, why don't you? He looked at me, and I looked at him, and he looked at me, and I said, no pun intended. You know, like it's like harder, like a dick soak. <laughs> yeah, real highbrow stuff, which is why the doctor, he looked at me, and he gave me this withering look and goes, why do I always get the ones that think they're funny? <laughs> He goes, okay, smartass, you think you know so much? What's the third side effect? And I start panicking a little bit because, like, I can't think of it. And I don't know what it is. And finally, I start to be like, I'm sorry, Doc, you got me. I don't, I don't know. And he goes, you may develop breast tissue. I'm like, Doc, that's a side effect? What the fuck do you think I'm here for? <laughs> all right. Thank you all so much. That's it, Freeman. I was going to say one last thing before I get out of here, which is just, like, thank you all for being cool about this. Not everyone's like super cool with, uh, you know, this kind of story. Sometimes you tell people and they say hurtful things like, uh, how can you be a woman if you weren't born one? And I have two things to say that. The first is fuck you. I was born a woman. It just took me a while to notice. The other is that I don't actually know, you know, gender's complicated. I haven't studied it. I don't feel like I'm qualified to define womanhood. But if you think about it, doesn't that kind of prove that at the very least I'm not a man? <laughs> All right. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, San Yay. Francisco. Yay, Hannah. Yay. That was lovely. Your next comedian runs Polite Chuckle, and you can catch shows all around San Francisco. Clap your hands together for Josh Katsky. Thank you. You know, I try to be an accepting person, I do. But uh, when you came up here and you told us all on the radio that you're switching from iPhone to Android, oh, uh, oh my God, what is wrong? When did you make that life decision to go to Android? That's fucked up, all right? No. <laughs> That's like that's like pure San Francisco liberal right there. Like I don't care what you do. Everyone is yeah. Everyone just be yourself. Be happy, but be happy with the right technology. Don't be fucking weird about it. Okay. Uh, I went to uh, went to Vegas last week. Um, it was it was cool. I lost all of my money. I lost three hundred and fifty dollars, but I did find three wallets. So. <laughs> I made it back. Uh, that's all I do in Vegas. I, I didn't like, I mean, I gave the stuff back, but like, I like lose my money immediately and then I just like walk the casino floor just like looking down hoping I'll find like a loose 20. But I, I found and returned three wallets and like one of them, one of them, no one's there, right? So I pick it up, I give it to the pit boss. I feel good about myself, right? Yeah, I'll take applause. Hell yeah, yeah. Two of them, I find they've dropped from the person's wallet or 
like you can tell who the wallet belongs to, right? I pick it up and I hand it to them and they say, thank you. And that's all they say. But like, I'm not expecting you to give me money, but it's damn near your job to offer me the money so I can be like, no, 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 that's completely fine. I'm just doing my job as a citizen here. But the fact that you didn't even offer it, what the... I was in, this was like one of the first bits I ever told, but I, I was once in a, uh, I was in a public bathroom and someone, I, I like found a little baggie of cocaine on the side and somebody, it, yeah, cheers for me. And 20 minutes later, somebody comes by and they knock on the door and they're like, excuse me, is there a baggie in there? And I'm like, yeah, and I give it to them and they don't even offer it. Like I don't do, right. I don't do drugs, but like, Offer me the drugs. It's only, my mother always said, okay, my mother always said, if somebody finds your bathroom drugs, you offer them a bump. It is only polite. What the fuck is wrong with people? All right. I went to, uh, I did go to Vegas though. I, uh, the, on the way there, there's this like little skinny, like, you know those people who it's like, they're skinny, but you know they've like never worked out. Like their diet is entirely Twinkies and they're still like a fucking stick. So one of those guys, like little white dude wearing a wearing a like a metal band shirt is in front of me. He's walking through. I see his metal band shirt. It says uh, Suicide Boys, and he walks through TSA, and there's there's no story. He gets through security, and that's when I realize, not for the first time, that white privilege is real. Uh, because could you imagine any other type of person walking through an airport in a shirt that says Suicide Boys? That's not going, there's not a lot of Muslim fans of that band, I don't think. Well, maybe originally there were, but I don't think there's any left. Okay. I don't know. White privilege is cool, though. Um, it is cool. There are some negatives to it. Uh, I got sunburned a lot, so that's, that's one of the negatives of white privilege. Um, Fellow white people, uh, you ever get sunburnt so badly that you realize you're fat? <laughs> I uh, spent today shirtless a few weeks ago. I looked down, beet red, beet red, beet red, pale white. Uh, because apparently the top half of my love ha handles is giving shade to the rest of my body. <laughs> I have officially graduated from couch potato to patio umbrella, so feel free to rent me out for birthday parties and picnics and weird outdoor bar mitzvahs. Uh, I, <laughs> the thing that pissed me off though about getting sunburnt like that was I use sunscreen. I use, I use banana boat sunscreen, it's like $9.99 at Target, it's, it's not expensive, it's not cheap though. Slathered myself, yeah, I slathered myself in, a, in sunscreen, still got burnt go to the store to get some aloe, $25, also made by Banana Boat. What kind of a fucking pyramid scheme is Banana Boat running? You should not make more money when your product fails. That's ridiculous. That's like if you found out that the people behind Gerber Baby Food also made lifestyle condoms. But <laughs> it makes sense why they keep breaking. I can't. It's ridiculous. I, uh, uh, I, I keep trying. I don't do a lot of sex stories. I'm trying to make a sex story work, so we're going to work on it. I, um, I use lifestyle condoms one time in my life. I'm not going to use them again. We're going to talk about that for a little bit. Um, I, when I was in college, I met this wonderful lady. 
she was a, a very nice lady, and we went back to her place, and she was she, she talked for a while, and I was like, you know, trying to make moves, and then she kept talking. And you ever go down on someone to get them to shut up? <laughs> so we're we're going at it. Uh, we're like it. It was fantastic, but it was like it was fantastic because it's the only time in my life I've ever like like I fucking hate this person. Like I I've never like hate. If you want to come in, we're doing some comedy, sir. Feel free to come in. I'll clean up. I'll talk about whatever you want. I'll talk about Hawaiian shirts and windbreakers. What's your name, man? Mitch? That's, that's the name of my favorite comedian, man. You are, you're kind of live. We're in a radio station right now, right? Yeah. No, honestly, this is Muni Radio Station. It's, we're having a good time. It, why would I lie to you about that? <laughs> Do you see the sky is green too? I'm just getting people all day. Oh no, we're back, baby. Back in the Muni groove. We're here. We're at it with the lovely Pam Benjamin live on air. Gotta do, I gotta make people excited before the commercial break, all right? So this guy, he's gonna be mud wrestling with 50 strippers after the break, all right? I gotta get my Howard Stern hair up a little bit, but I think people will get it over the radio. Well, were you just walking around or wanted to check things out? You got it. It's radio, so people can't tell that this is funny. <laughs> now it looks, I mean, it's kind of hard to see, but it looks good. Do you, you go, what, what do you tell them? Like, what do you tell it? Do you say like number two or just like? There's a metaphor in there that I'm too lazy to find, but <laughs> uh, I'm good. I don't know, man. Same guy, same thing. It's, it's kind of relationshipy, right? It's, it's just we're gonna do the same thing every time. We know it works. We're not gonna get too like we're not gonna get too like problematic with anything. Um, anyway, metaphor is about having a girlfriend for four years. It is not exciting anymore. Anyways, we're not gonna go there. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna work on yeah. I'm gonna work on a couple of jokes, but please feel free to sit down. Um, yeah, of course. You're waiting for a friend to call you. Uh, you are literally one foot in the door right now. That is. Uh, no, that's like the right thing to. What do you think leaving is gonna do in this situation? <laughs> oh no! I walked the crowd here. Oh no! Like. We're already more than halfway through my set. You can feel free to sit down and then stand up and be like, fuck you, I hate Jewish comics, you know? You can do whatever you want. Oh, nice. All right, so who's right, Israel or Palestine? You're on air. Who's right? Middle East, who's right? Who's in the right here? No, I'm kidding. All right, we're going to do I. Yeah, we are all fucked. <laughs> All right, I got a couple minutes, so I'll, I'm going to do my Israel. I found a solution to the Israel-Palestine conflict, by the way. What I did is I got, I got, well, I got some brisket, right? I got some brisket, cooked it up real nice. I got some of that white sauce from Halal Guys, sprinkled it on there. World peace. I don't, that's all it takes, right? I will, exactly, and they can give us the chicken. I'm pretty sure that's a Curb Your Enthusiasm episode. But, all right, here, I'm going to give you all of these jokes that I'm not going to do at actual shows, but we're going to have fun with them right here, all right? Uh, I, I know that Israel's kind of fucked up, and, like, you know, they, they do shit to the West Bank, and it's, it's really bad, but I think some of the people who protest Israel are really dumb. Like, uh, I saw a group of Berkeley students protesting outside Bank of the West. 
That's the wrong one. All right. <laughs> that joke's funnier in my brain. Bank like West Bank, but like Bank of the West. It's uh, no, no, that's that's fair. Okay. Well, you don't do you not do you not. Okay, but you don't think that like Jews like a little bit own Palestine? I mean, come on, Pala. Stein? Ah, there we are. All right, all right, all right. Waka waka. Uh, this is my last one. I've been trying to work on this a little bit. Again, horrible atrocities, the worst thing ever, the worst wars of all time. There are funny things about, though. Like, every five years, same war happens. Three months into every war, they call a ceasefire. So they're, like, murdering, 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 ceasefire, and both sides abide by it. How crazy is it that this is like the worst conflict in human history? Yeah, let's talk about Israel. Uh, it's the worst conflict in human history, and like they still treat it with the rules of like five-year-olds playing tag. It's like, it's time out. You can't hit me right now. It's not fair. It's not against the rules. And then they'll like call like time in and like shoot some missiles, and then time out. You can't get me again. All right, I'm not going anywhere with that, but thank you so much for your time and for walking in. Josh Katsky. Well, thank you. That's that's our show for today because we ran out of comics. I, I no, it's just I've become I've become wildly unpopular, um, and, and that is what it is. I've got a bus to catch in four minutes anyway. But thanks for being here. Yay! What you gonna do? Push that button. 
If they push that button, your ass got to go. Your ass got to go. Just to push that button. If they push that button, your ass got to go. Your ass got to go. Gonna blast you. Blast you. So high in the sky. So high in the sky. Gonna blast you. Gonna blast you. So high in the sky. So high in the sky. You kiss your ass goodbye. Kiss your ass goodbye. You kiss your ass. If they push that button, if they push that button, if they push that button, push that If they push that button, 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 they push that button, if they push that button, push that button, you can kiss your ass, you can kiss your ass. Goodbye, 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 kiss your ass, goodbye, 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 goodbye. They're talking about.
How about a Oh, <laughs> 
if you're in the know, that makes you good to go. You people out there try to understand, we got something new for this troubled land. This is not a rap song that you always hear, you get tired of that year after year. A rap's about nothing or how to live, we got something here that's positive. To forget troubled times by having fun without no drugs, and that's on the one. A natural high is where it's at. Believe me when I say that I like it like that If you can relate, I want you to know You're classified as good to go
want some action But like Mick Jagger said, I can't get no satisfaction Oh I can't get no satisfaction I asked the guy why he's so fly He said funky cold Medina This brother told me a secret On how to get more chicks Put a little Medina in your glass And the girls will come real quick It's better than any alcohol Or aphrodisiac a couple of sips of this love potion and she'll be on your lap. So I gave some to my dog when he began to beg. And then he licked his bowl and he looked at me and did a wild thing on my leg. He used to scratch and bite me before he was much, much meaner. But now all the poodles run to my house for the most cold Medina. Jack has said I can't so, what's some action? But like Mick Jagger said, I can't get no satisfaction. Right. 
all that's good. It was 20 years ago today that Sergeant Pepper taught the band to play. And they've been going in and out of style, but they're guaranteed to raise a smile. So may I introduce to you the act you've known for all these years, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band.
him show ho, he's the man I idolize. And when he says goodbye, I start to cry. Who Papa do? Who Papa do? Sunshine when she's gone It's not warm when she's away Ain't no sunshine when she's gone And she's always gone too long Anytime she goes away 
wonder this time where she's gone wonder if she's gone to stay ain't no sunshine when she's gone and this house just ain't no home anytime she goes away and i know 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 hey i ought to leave the young thing alone but ain't no sunshine when she's gone ain't no sunshine when she's gone only darkness every day ain't no sunshine when she's gone and she's Black Plastic Uni Radio Black History Month Mama Darling Dot FM to be me 
shopping for a suit the other day and walked into the department store. Stepped on the elevator and told the girl, dry good flow. When I got off, I said, well, come up to me. He said, now, what can I do for you? I said, well, go in there and show me all the sport clothes like you supposed to. He said, well, sure. Come on in, buddy. Dig these fabrics we got laid out on the shelf. He said, pick yourself out one. Try it on. Stand in the mirror and dig yourself. song it's called that's all <laughs> that's all unless you have a song you want me to sing yeah that's a suit i'd like to own that was it all right go of facts that a man don't understand the good book right and that's all that's all they got to have religion now I tell you that's all when you see people jump from church to church 
You know that that conversion don't amount to much, and that's all. That's all. They got to have religion now, and that's all. And think they're doing swell, and all they want is your money, and you can go to hell, and that's old. That's old. But they got to have more love, more understanding every day of their lives, and that's all. Now he can go to this college, go to the school. But if you haven't got religion, he's an educated fool, and that's all. I tell you, that's all. They got to have religion now. I tell you, that's all. That's all. You might as well throw it out of your mind. I 
know that make life so miserable You breathe like some color See, we come out here in California, dear, you know She told me, said, one thing, say, if I follow you out in California Say, so you won't let me fall off on the mountain The girl know this is a hill out here, you know Well, I didn't, I didn't know nothing about it till I got here But yet until I got you, you know, I know the, I know the stuff was here, then I know it now, don't you believe that, don't you? All right. Baby rocks in the mountain, they yelling by tree top tall. Won't you there hold me ground, I guess, and please don't you let me fall. through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to...
W A F L M O T Y T. L W A F L M O Y T. L W A F L. No, you have to do it fast. Okay, all right, fast. Okay, one more time. No, no, one more time. We gotta go back to the first one. Oh God. Okay. You don't know what OCD is all about. All right, let's do the first one. Right. L W A F L M O Y T. Do it again. L W A F L M O Y T. L W A L F M O Y T. L W A F L M O Y T. Welcome to L W A F L M O Y T with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. Thanks. Good to see you. Hey, uh,. Welcome to the show. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T is an acronym. It stands for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube. We're going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube with me, Mike Spiegelman, and Carl. L-W. Yeah, Y-T is YouTube. Excuse me. YouTube is one word. YouTube is one word. I just said Y-T is YouTube. Right. It should just be Y. Okay. L-W-A-F-L-L-Y. That's actually my question. Y-T. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That's a great question. I'll have to get, I'll have to circle around back. Welcome to the show. We are streaming first, as always, on mutinyradio.fm, our home base in San Francisco. Beautiful, beautiful Mission District. Come on down. Muni Radio has live show, live comedy shows, Monday and Fridays. Check the website, mutinyradio.fm. Check the website, mutinyradio.fm, and download our archive. Subscribe to us. You could also uh, listen to the show live, live stream it. Uh, just go to mutinyradio.fm. We're here every Sunday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We are YouTube a podcast, channel. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Carl, what's up? YouTube channel. Tell them about the YouTube channel. That was my third, but that's the greatest thing we have is our YouTube channel. If you're watching right now, howdy. <laughs> uh, go to L-W-L-F-L-O-Y-T. Because we'll be watching what? this movie. We want you... I said L W A F L M O Y T. That was my question. <laughs> I can't. It's not. I have to say YouTube is Y T. I'm sorry. It just sounds better. I understand. So, yeah, you can type in that acronym in YouTube. And what we're going to do is we want you to go to YouTube, watch a movie with us, turn the sound off, listen to the podcast at the same time, and watch it. What movie are we watching today? Today we will watch. This is a hard one. The Return of the Six Million Dollar Man and the Bionic Woman, 1987. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The Return of the... The Return of the Six Million Dollar Man. You got to write out six million in English. And... X. The Bionic Woman. B-I-O-N-I-C. Come on, we all know how to spell bionic woman. 1987. Also, you got to say ampersand. Instead of the A-N-D, you got to put in that little squiggly ampersand. Probably you start typing this, it'll come up. Okay, so we want you to type the return of the six, S-I-X, million dollar man, ampersand, the (laughs) B-I-O-N-I-C. Right. 1987. Yeah. Carl, what channel is hosting? It's important yes. because the first channel has ads, and that's not going to work. So you want Dave D Entertainment, Dave, Dave. D middle initial D Entertainment. Oh, last name Entertainment. <laughs> His full name is Dave. My card. My card. Entertainment. Entertainment Productions. 
Dave Entertainment proprietor. Now, can we finally get to the Celebrity Comedian Countdown? Carl, take it away. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Daniel Caprio. Welcome, Daniel. Hi, nice to be here. So, Daniel, we are comedians out there on the scene. I'm bumping into you at shows, at open mics, and I think it's fair to say that you're a Central Jersey, South Jersey comedian. Is that fair? Uh, yes, that is fair. I'd like to say Central Jersey, but I uh, do do. Uh, I was just in Atlantic City uh, not more than a month and a half ago, so that's South Jersey. So when I'm dialing your number, I'm dialing 609. That is pretty central to me. That's a Mercer County dial to uh, area code there. So Amen. how come you never come up north? Many, many South Jersey, Central Jersey comedians I do see up here every now and again. You never seem to venture our way. Uh, yeah, because a lot of times it's way too far for way too little. <laughs> and I'm not... I'm not talking about shows, by the way. I'm talking about uh, straight-up open mics. Yeah, five minutes, and you've driven an hour, you know, hour 15. It doesn't make sense. Oh, I'm talking close to two hours for most of this. Mm. Mm-hmm. Now, I think of you as a comedy producer and a host. Now, I've been part of this Sauce open mic in New Brunswick, yeah. uh, the Sauce mic with the, the George Street Co-op. But also, I see you doing stuff at, like, Mercer County Community College, What's the philosophy here? You make your own shows? You're a bit of a producer. That's true. Uh, It's actually this Thursday is the Mercer mic. Um, It's not totally mine. I mean, they pay me to do it, which is great. Uh, But, you know, I have to follow, you know, the rules that they set. But um, I was their first choice when they brought it back. uh, It hasn't been going on for like three years now. And it Uh just came back um, in uh, February. And, what, it uh, took a COVID break? Yeah, an extended one. Uh, but I'm so glad it's back. And and they've been well attended lately, too. So I'm very happy for that. Well, I see the stuff on social media, and it's a very good stage. And it's lots of friends I see booked on that show. You know, it looks like it's a fun time. Oh, most definitely. I can't wait. So I see you on the run right now in the car. That's because you're so damn active in comedy. Where are you going now? I'm going to uh, Red Bank uh, to uh, this dispensary uh, called Scarlet Reserve. They have uh, they have mics every Tuesday and they have shows uh, every now and then on Friday. And you get to pick up a little something while you're there, right? Possibly, yeah. <laughs> You're used to going and having a beer, but uh, this is a little different. Do they serve alcohol? No, no, no. I think it's BYOB, but no more drinking for me. I haven't drank in uh, over six years now. Really? Was it yeah. a problem? No, you just I don't I don't like this or. No, no, it was definitely problems. Uh, oh. But I am uh, I'm glad I'm glad I made that decision. It's been a uh, positive. Uh, it's been a positive one, definitely. Gotcha. Now you have. Okay, so you've got this special, right? And it's called Utterly Ridiculous. Now, it's not utterly ridiculous. It's no. like the animal, an otter. It's utterly ridiculous. Yes. But it's not on your own YouTube channel. What is that, Backwards Entertainment? Tell me about this special, how it came about, and why it's on a different person's channel. Well, the reason why it's on a different channel is because my friend BJ, uh, we made, I, I wanted to pay him to do it. 
but he made a stipulation, uh, which, you know, saved me quite a lot of money. Uh, he told me, he's like, look, I'll film and edit it for you. Uh, just uh, let's put it on my channel. Because he has, I think right now, he has about 2,000 subscribers to his channel. And uh, uh -huh. he, he knew we would get, like, a pretty good amount of views. Um, and uh, so I said, yeah, you know, it's going to reach more eyes having it on your channel versus mine. Uh, and he did film and, you know, like, edit it. So, you know, we made that deal. Yeah. Um, and uh, our friend Alex Dileski, uh brought in uh, sure. a couple more cameras. And he helped uh, film it, too. And um, so what the deal was, uh, I told him, like, whatever little clips, like 30 seconds, a minute, I would put those on my channel, and he would put the full length on his channel. And it's worked out great. Right. Yeah, it sounds like it. Both of those guys, I know those dudes. They're really great guys. And that's terrific. They were helping out and everything. So oh, Very talented on and off stage, yeah. 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 So tell me, how can people find you out there on social media? What is it? Instagram, Twitter? How can people get in touch and see what you're up to and where you they can check you out? Instagram, I'm real active on. It's just at Daniel Caprio. Uh, I try to keep things simple so people can find me easy. Twitter, uh, somebody took at Daniel Caprio, so it's at Daniel underscore Caprio for Twitter. Uh -huh. um, Twitter's kind of a cesspool, though, so I don't really... I only, like, really post promos on there, like, you know, like, yeah. dates and mics and things like that, pictures and stuff. Um, but it has its, uh, it has its uses. And, yes. um, all other social media, it's just, uh, it's just Daniel Caprio. Okay. Now, Daniel Caprio. Everyone at home is poised to watch this film at the exact same time as we do here in the studio. So everyone at home's got to press play same time as we do at the studio. So why don't you go ahead, Daniel Caprio, and give us that celebrity comedian countdown. All right, here we go. Three, two, one, go. Whopper the commercial. It's Ernie Anderson. I'm Paul Thomas Anderson's dad, and I do the voiceover for Six Million Dollar Man. See his eye? Yeah. Zapped. Ooh, that wall went down. That window There's went a through. New six million dollar person. Six million dollar man and the bionic woman. <laughs> Next. No, oh, Mike, man. were you a big fan? Were you a fan? Yes, I was, of course. Yeah. The 70s would not be complete without Lee Majors and uh, Lindsay Wagner as the bionic couple. Yes. Carl, what is the premise of the show? The shows? Your show? This show? No, the original. No, originally in the 70s, we watched The Six ah, Million okay. Dollar Man. Oh, so, yeah. So uh, there was a crash, and we're about to see the beginning. You see how young he is? And yeah. we're going to see that he has a plane crash. And so they figured they could rebuild them as a cyborg. They didn't use that term at all. They put they bionics in him. So he's got a fake leg that makes him jump like that. He's got a super eye. He can super see. And he has a bionic arm so he can super oh, bind. Here we go. Ah, I have to witness the crash every time the show starts. She's got a bionic arm too, a bionic leg, but she doesn't have a bionic eye. She has a bionic ear. What was that you said? Say what? Yeah. Hey, I think they're talking about us two states over. Yeah. Bionic now, man, you're right. 
Look at she's she's fantastic. Oh, she right. She looks great. Mm-hmm. Uh, co-starring now, other people. Yeah, well, that's the new uh, Bionic guy, and he's the son of of Steve Austin. Wait, there's there's Lee Majors. Oh, look at that, Steve, Lee Majors too. Yeah. yeah. Now, but wasn't when, Lee Majors and Eddie Deason in in the Fall Guy together? Was Eddie Deason in the Fall Guy? That's cool. I, I think so. It's either that or the one where it was like, I might be T.J. Hooker. Oh, okay. That that's with yeah. the Shatner. With Shatner. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, and it looks like it's all fun and games, but it's not, Michael. It's not. This is the paramilitary organization fortress. Well, they need to use the elevator. <laughs> no, they're just going to do whatever they want. They go in with explosives. They... Now, we're overhearing Oscar Goldman go... They broke into the military force. They nineteen people were injured. They I like Oscar Goldman. He's my favorite part of both shows. He was in the Buster Keaton story, which we saw together. He was yes, that's one right. of the movie executives. Super young. Right, super young. Man, yeah. that explosion went to either side of the truck. Now in the car is a dad in surf too. It is Weekend at Bernie's. It's our favorite guy. Oh, look at him. He's so clean shaven, too. Because in, even in Weekend at Bernie's, he had a mustache. Yep. You can see his former mustache right under his nose. He's <laughs> one of those guys where they shave their mustache, and you're like, yeah. Did you shave your mustache? How do you know? What well, gave it away? Well, you like have like two times the size. Yeah, like your upper lip is like four times the size of uh, your chin. Now, here's Lee Majors, and it's Steve Austin. And the first thing was the, is the director has to remind us that Steve Austin was a sex symbol. So here we have our sexism. Oh, him. Now, turn it up, because he's going to make fun of today's youth. Now, you know kids today. They say things like totally. I just don't know my own strength. Awesome. Awesome. Totally. Totally. Well, that was on fleek. Yeah. So the director has let us know that he's a sex symbol and he's old. Can I, can I have some very disturbing questions I need to ask before we watch this movie? Yes. Yes. One, the government owns them, right? Mark, Michael, that is very disturbing. Okay, it is disturbing. Coming from, oh, um, let me say this: you you crash right in an astronaut, and you wake up, and there's bionic parts, and they yeah. call you crassly oh, yeah, the six million. Oh, yeah. Always reminding you how much they pay. Like we, you owe us. You are the six million dollars, and you do what the government tells you to do. But what if uh, I'm older? Tough shit. Well, no, no, he is retired right now. He's retired. There's no way the bionic man is retired. He's going to be government-owned till the rest of his life. <laughs> okay, this is about his son, his son, who's also a military pilot. Steve Austin Jr.? Yeah. Now, does Bigfoot show up in this at all? Because No. When... No. Oh. Not in this one. Okay, so... Steve Austin, the $6 million man, he is now retired. He sunk all his 
<coughs> money into this fishing boat and he fishes all the time. And he was married to this woman, but she was a cuckoo. So they got a uh-huh. divorce and she never said, by the way, I'm pregnant. So surprise, you have a kid. But he, he found out when he was young, like a couple years later, and he never raised the kid. And he, when the mom died, he sent him to the aunt's house. Okay, so he's estranged from his son. Yeah. No, so how did he know she was pregnant? Was it a bionic eye used at all? You can like, smell hey, it. I, you can smell it. <laughs> when oh, a woman's pregnant, there's a, yeah, there's a scent to oh, it. Oh, hang on. Let me so, write this down. Thanks, so, man. I learned everything about women from you, Carl. <laughs> so he did crash and get bionic and then find out about it. And he was an OSI agent. So his excuse that he wasn't around was, you know, I, I got America to help to save. What's an OSI agent? It's the pretend CIA. It's okay. the pretend CIA. You know, in the Venture Brothers, they're OSI, too. They're the good guys. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And they actually have a scene where Steve Austin and the big and Bigfoot are a couple, <laughs> and they're hiding out in the mountains together. <laughs> oh man, I like that. Yeah. Uh, the clothes are awesome. You know what's one thing going on right now is he's yeah. saying like Fortress is back and Lyle Stenning is the head of, you know, and Lyle Stenning is like uh, his longtime adversary, but not really. Just for the point of this movie you know they want to make it okay so he's like forget it oscar i'm retired i'm out i'm out of the game and he'll stay out of the game Uh uh-huh and he's gonna be like yeah but according to this receipt we own you (laughs) six million dollars it says right here yeah Look, no, six million you gotta come and fight lyle because guess what he's martin landau I know. I saw the special credit. You know, special guest star. The first name is always the villain. Mm-hmm. Bodacious. Oh, look at him. He's definitely like. Ah, I'm gonna take a look at the look at her bikini one more time. Well, he's he named after the summer he met Jamie. And you're right. Oscar Goldman keeps looking at the bikini broads, going, "Looks like you're you're not too old." I can see Steve Austin. <laughs> totally tubular. By tubular, I mean. Okay, Oscar, we get you. <laughs> oh, here's my impression, Carl, of the six million dollar man and the bionic woman having sex. Okay. Oh, bionic woman. You're looking at you're listening to another man. What? You're looking at another woman, huh? Whoa. <laughs> oh, Cindy. Are you looking at Cindy? She's in Montana. <laughs> oh, Frank. Frank! Frank! Who are you listening to? Frank from Louisiana. Look at that. So. When you saw the Terminator and Arnold Schwarzenegger is an aging Terminator, how'd you feel about that? Because Terminators and, and uh, Bionic Man, he's going to die eventually, right? Or uh-huh. he's immortal. Who? So Bionic Man? Of course he's going to yeah. die. So his, he has this equipment in him like for 40 yeah, years? Yeah, he's got a fake leg, okay? And they reinforced his spine with crococranium. But that was back and, in 1970s, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. This is 87. Does he need, well, like, an upgrade? 
his son gets the bionics and he like runs all weird and they're like all impressed with him. I can't do that. And he shoots a laser with his eye, you know? So yeah. I saw the laser eyes. That's 1970s pretty cool. 1970s technology and his kids got late eighties tech. Yeah. They had lasers. Nepo babies, right? <laughs> Wait till you see the way he runs, man. I am the son. The son of Steve Austin. Well, the thing is, this was like, okay, this was kind of going to be a pilot, you see. Of okay. course. These two right here on screen, they were together on a vacation in 1986, just fucking around. They were just friends and they were on a vacation. And they started pretending they were like improvising a scene. Like they're probably drunk or something, pretending that they were Steve Austin. Yeah, right, of course. So it gave him the idea, let's let's have a reunion. So they contacted this guy, Sidney Scheinberg at Universal. He's a good Catholic, Sidney Scheinberg at Universal, who agreed to develop it. And then there was a chance meeting with Brandon Tartikoff. Now, why do I know that? Brandon Tartikoff, by the way, the dog in uh, Punky Brewster is named Brandon after him. He uh -huh. is one of the superstars of the early 80s when it comes to television executive personalities. He's the okay. Fred Silverman of his time. He spearheaded every show you liked from NBC in the early 80s. And he had a certain personality. He passed away years ago. But okay. he is definitely like a power broker that even I know about. I've read about him, Carl. You know? Gotcha. So, yeah, Brendan Tartikoff, he probably said, cha-ching, let's yeah. do it. Well, it says a chance meeting. So they just bumped into Brandon. It uh, led to the movie being sold to NBC. And it was $4.8 million, not $6 million, $4.8 million budget uh, because it was also going to be like a pilot. Michael Austin is the name of the kid. So it would be like the Bionic Man's kid it was going to be a new series. Oh, that's cool. So Lee Majors could be in it, but he doesn't have to run around and shit. Right. His son mm -hmm. could do it. It literally right, his son could do it. Now, what about Bionic Woman? Would she be in this backdoor pilot as well, like in the show? Yep. yep. We're going to see her all over this thing. Now, right does she now, have a Bionic daughter? Uh, no, that that would be hitting the... That would be gilding the lily, I think. You gilding the lily. A little too on the nose. As we nail on the head. I mean, that's a little too on the nose here. <laughs> they're bit. twins. They're twins, and they're their own babies. They, they, they are. They become. They get married, and they. Oh right. <laughs> Who are you listening to? Boop 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 boop. Oh boop 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 boop. Oh, by the way, like you know, during oh, I haven't finished the sex scene between the. Okay, <laughs> let me jerk right, you off with my bionic hand. Ouch! Ouch! Ow. I don't have a bionic dick. Right, right. Don't worry, Oscar Goldish. We can no, rebuild no. it. We can rebuild it, Steve. <laughs> His balls. <laughs> we have the technology. We can rebuild it. Then you really would hear that sound when they were doing it. Okay, so now he's sort of like been introduced to his son, but they never met. There's Bernie. He looks yes, old. Bernie. There's the dad from Surf 2. So the good dad from Surf 2, not the racist dad. And no, the, no, it's not the good dad. It's um the the what's his name? Tom Villard's dad. Right, but he was and, cool. He he yeah, was he, he was wasn't a, he wasn't dad. selling uh, Buzz Cola to the kids. Right, exactly. Those are the other two dads. Our dads he was also protesting the Buzz Cola. Yeah. 
oh look california where everything exists that's another great thing about this tv show watching this in new jersey it's like wow california looks so cool yep yep it always did so right now oscar goldman has learned that steve austin will meet his son at this restaurant so <laughs> he is arranging it that that bionic woman coincidentally bees is there in bees there is there with on a on a date like on a blind date kind of thing because he for some reason in our plot wants steve austin and and he wants steve back to fight fortress so if he gets him back with i don't i don't understand his logic but he wants to play matchmaker and put these two together again fair enough that makes sense was fortunate you know one thing about these shows excuse me is that they would be episodic you know it would just be yeah. that villain of the week and if there was any kind of like chronological story it would be a special or like you know when he met bigfoot it was a big deal it was maybe a two-parter right. or a movie or it was an event yeah there was never yeah. like uh a, the show was never a 22-hour movie like a serialized uh, TV show we we watch now. No, nope, it was episodic, just like you said. It, it would start with the premise, and by the end of the thing, it was wrapped up, and the guy was in jail, and it was right. all. There was really no mystery. Like it wasn't. I don't think the bionic woman was searching for something about her past, or like. Yes, there was no... no, she was. No, you see, she was. The pre yeah, the okay. Steve Austin and Jamie Summers were in love, and it was the summer of love and love, 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 love. And then Jamie love has it. the parachute crash, and they go, save her life, make her bionic. And they go, Steve, you can't, well, I'll crack a do 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 you if you don't. And they said, okay, okay. So they made her bionic, but when she woke up, she couldn't remember. She was like, hi, who are you? Are you okay, Jamie? is that my name no but she remembered her name but she forgot all her about her past so she didn't know she was in love with steve austin so the steve was a tortured soul who was uh, right near the woman he loved but she couldn't love him back okay now, was this because they were retroing the story like did it originate as a pilot of just jamie as herself and then they threw in all this backstory later or there was a movie um with the bionic woman it was really supposed to be an episode as a matter of fact she dies at the end she's what she's, i die did i hear you correctly yes she dies it was so popular that they they just said all right fuck that and they made it like a thing like okay we didn't want you to know steve i told you she was dead because she can't remember and it would have been torturous to you that's really what it was that's, that's interesting um, Okay. Nice save. In the third season, two-part episode, her character is critically injured in a skydiving accident, equipped with bionic implants, similar to, but her body rejects them, ultimately leading to her death. <gasps> this was intended to be Wagner's last role under her universal contract, but public response to the character was so overwhelming that the death was retconned ret ret into a cover story. That's right. For a near-death secret recovery, Wagner, Wagner appeared in a two-part episode which returned her character, followed by a spin-off series, 1976. Amazing. That's so cool. Now, remember the time they ate pizza and riding horses? 
yeah, she, that's remembering the time she's riding horses, remembering the time she's eating pizza while remembering the time she was riding a horse. <laughs> Does she have a flashback within a flashback? Yes. I remember being on a flashback. horse, remembering us eating pizza. <laughs> That's right. She was on the horse galloping. She goes, yeah. I remember that time we had the pizza. I'm remembering the time I remembered that we had pizza. We were having pizza and you were telling me you were on a horse. <laughs> so now we're having this awkward, okay, ready for some bionics? Turn it up so we hear it. Doesn't matter what I think. That was never true. Never true. Never true. Steve, I just can't deal with you right now. What? You know, you, you retreated inside yourself. No contacts, no friends. And when somebody needed you, you didn't care. What are you talking about? It's fine, okay? Just what stay you, She's here. talking about Obviously, Istanbul. We'll learn that later. Jamie. Please let go of me. No. Now, here we go. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. I just wanted you to hear it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I want the audience to know what we're talking about when they're doing it. Yeah, that's it. Watch my non bionic parts! Don't worry about the tip. Call me about the window, please. Is there a back way out of here? Yes, out the back. Hello. I was going to tell you to turn it up for her line. Yeah, that's a great line. Sir, I'm going to ask you to leave. Hi, Dad. Oh, hi, Dad. That's even more embarrassing. Yeah. Why didn't you use the door? Well, son, no. We'll be you back see, after this. What were the commercials audio. like on the other recording? Yeah, we don't get to see the cool retro commercials. They just It just goes to black and comes back. That's fair enough. Yeah. We're more interested in the action here. Well, I don't know, Mike. It's really fun when they have the retro commercials. Sure. You know? I mean, and, and there's the news story. News at 11. You know, you see what was right. World Trade what? Center hit. What? No. <laughs> News at this is 1987. Get out of here. Oh, Statue of Liberty will be reopening soon. Right. Well, this is cool. I mean, I didn't realize he had a son. I know Lee Majors was in Evil Dead versus Ash or whatever the TV show, Ash versus the Evil Dead. He played mm -hmm. Ash's father. From the Evil Dead movies when they had a Showtime show. He was the dad in it. But I didn't watch it. Um, the, he got famous from The Big Valley. He, there were oh, 400 no people who auditioned for The Big Valley, including Burt Reynolds. And he yeah. won. And that's how then this came along. And now he's a big star. But he also went on to do The Fall Guy. For one season, he was in The Virginian. Did you yeah. like The Fall Guy? No. Now, check this out, Mike. Check this out, right? He was going to be in Midnight Cowboy. He was going to be the John Voight guy. Yeah, he would have been all right, I guess. Well, the thing is, but instead, Big Valley, it was they had, they had the more... The thing is, he was a TV guy, and this it's corny and stupid. Six million dollar man. 